Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of This Week in Appa. I'm your host, John Anselon. Hope everybody is well, safe, and hunker down for the month of August that we have coming up here as this COVID crisis continues to affect uh, our world. And obviously, if it affects the world, it affects the world of sports. Uh, just today, uh, the rumor is uh, that the Big Ten and Pac-12 football conferences will uh, cancel play for the fall. Now, that doesn't mean that they could come up with something in the spring. It's still very new. Uh, it is just uh, coming out. And so if those two major conferences fall, uh, what's going to happen to really the, the remaining stalwart uh, in college football, the SEC, uh, they seem bent uh, on continuing their season. They're going to try to draw teams from other conferences that uh, did not vote to cancel the season. In fact, in the Big Ten, Nebraska and Iowa uh, contend that they would like to have kept the season going, but uh, uh, the other schools voted no. And so now the SEC, with an opportunity, if they want to play football this fall, to maybe grab some of those teams. Because uh, basically what it comes down to is that uh, the well is drying out uh, for the college football to be played at all. And uh, so a conference that really uh, has a lot to lose financially by not having a season, uh, the SEC trying to hang on for dear life as far as that goes. Of course, baseball, uh, Major League Baseball has met some of the same problems. The St. Louis Cardinals have only played five games this season. Uh, they have another series that's going to be canceled this week, uh, which begs the question, uh, how is this all going to play out in an already abbreviated 60-game season? Um uh, MLB says that they will probably, uh, and if uh, it uh, comes to this, go to a winning percentage uh, situation, which could be an absolute disaster, uh, depending on how many fewer games a team like the Cardinals uh, or the Marlins will play uh, due to the fact that they had to sit out because of COVID. So, uh, geez, things uh, continue to mount and continue to be confusing and frustrating. But in the world of APA, it never changes. You can play whatever you want, do whatever you want, uh, and uh, really forget about what's going on in real life. And, uh, you know, there's something that John Hurst and I have been talking about, and, and uh, we are going to... Uh, move forward on, and that is uh, an oral history of the APA Game Company, and we're going to do it through the This Week in APA podcast. Uh, don't know if we'll do it all on the podcast, maybe some on YouTube. Uh, if we can get some video content, we uh, we would like to do that, but uh, we are going to uh, begin this project uh, very shortly, uh, call in some of the old guard of the APA Game Company uh, so that they can tell their stories about their history uh, with the movement and uh, uh, certainly looking forward to that. And uh, as things progress, I'll keep you posted on the This Week in Appa Facebook page, uh, the Appa uh, Games Facebook page, uh, and get as much information out there as we can. So stay tuned for that. That should be uh, a really uh, a fun project and an exciting one uh, for me and hopefully for all you folks 
who are part of this APA community. Today, I have one of those old guard, the guy who was elected to the APA Hall of Fame in 2001. Uh, he does something that we talked about before. I had him on the podcast about a year and a half ago talking about his uh, APA game of the day. Uh, what he does is he plays a game a day, doesn't necessarily uh, have to be baseball. Uh, the majority of it is baseball, but he also does all of the APA games. He owns every APA game that has been put out in the history of the company. He's a great guy. Met him last year at the convention, and his name is Roy Langens. I know a lot of you know that name, and I'll be talking with Roy uh, when we move to the next segment. As for now, stick around as you are listening to This Week in APA, and we'll be right back with Roy Langens. And welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Apple. I'm your host, John Aslan, and my guest today is an old friend of the Apple community. He's not old, but he is an old friend of the Apple community. Uh, I talked with him, uh, I guess, about a year and a half ago about uh, uh, one of his, his uh, favorite projects is uh, Apple Game of the Day, and actually this month, he will be celebrating his 20th anniversary and playing the APA game of the day. Uh, it's an incredible story in and of itself, but this guy's been around the APA world for a, for a long, long time. And I want to bring in my guest today, the one, the only, Roy Langens. Roy, how are you, buddy? <laughs> Hello, John. I'm fine. I got I to gotta tell you, I've stopped referring to my friends as old friends because they all are. I just now call them longtime friends. There you go. That's that's a little softer. That's a kind of gentler introduction. Yeah. So I'll, I'll have to remember that with some of the other folks that I, that I talked to. I, and I just wanted to we I contacted you last week about doing this podcast, and and I and I somehow confused your location. I thought you were in California. Um, and you said, no, that's Jim Shea. You confused me with Jim Shea. And I just want to say that it wasn't me confusing you with Jim Shea, which would probably, in most people's minds, be an insult, but it was just your location. So I just, And I know Jim's listening, so that's kind of why well, I put it out there. Well, I have to tell you, when you when you did that, I almost had a heart attack, but I'm, I'm recovered now, and life is good. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. And, and my apologies to, to Jim. Um, well, Jim is another longtime friend. Oh, he is. He, and he's the best. I'll tell you what. You talk about a guy that's out there and loves that. Well, loves he can't get carried away, but, <laughs> but he's, he's, he's still a friend. <laughs> Quote, unquote, friend. All right. Yeah. Well, let's get down to serious business here. Sure, uh, uh, Roy... You know, when we talked to the first time, we went over your app of history, and I'm going to touch on that as well during this conversation. But we know that as a teenager, you came upon uh, the app of game company through the Baseball Digest, and you saw an advertisement. Uh, you, through odd jobs, collected 10 bucks to get your, your first set. Uh, that was back in 1957, I believe. Um, uh, it, it, you know, it's a story that a lot of the Apple players today and in the past have. Um, just kind of revisit that for us and, and just give us a brief synopsis of how you came acquainted with the Apple Game Company. 
Well, you you hit on on most of the um, of the action there. Um, I, I, I got I feel guilty. I even remember taking some um, some soda bottles back for deposit that my sister had planned to do, but uh, <laughs> I needed the money more than she did. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and and at that time for us, uh, ten dollars was a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And once I had collected it all. Um, I was ready to send the money away, but my parents were very uneasy about my doing that to a company that uh, nobody ever heard of. Mm -hmm. So um, I had a a brochure from the company, and my parents found uh, a testimony in there, testimonial, um, that that someone had written. And by God, they pulled out the telephone directory and (laughs) called that person, got 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 the, the kid's mother and and I remember very well that uh, that my mother was told I don't know anything about this game but my son cannot stop playing and that was all I needed to be able to send my money away um, I, I even remember at that time I was in ninth grade um, and and we had a um, uh, a bio that we had to write about ourselves and I wrote in there how excited I was waiting for this game to arrive. <laughs> so that, uh, that, that takes us back a long, long time. But um, that, that's what was going on back then. Well, you know, I, and I know we told that story back when I first uh, uh, interviewed you for the podcast. But it's a great story. I, I just love the fact that your mother looked up in the telephone book yeah. <laughs> the testimonial yeah. for, and, and I, called him. That would have been a great conversation. You know, there's probably some people listening to this right now that don't even know what a telephone book is. <laughs> well, I don't know. The demographic for this game is up there a little bit. So, but but hopefully there are. Hopefully there are people out there who don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, the, the main focus, though, for this podcast is your game of the day, which you started back on August 23rd, 2000. Um, and, you, and you said, in your own words, uh, you did it to justify purchasing the annual card sets and, and, and had a, a reason to play because you realized you couldn't do full seasons or you couldn't do replays. Uh, uh, talk a little bit about what motivated you uh, besides those things to get started doing a game of the day. And, and how did it really become a game played every day? Did you have that in your mind when you first started out or did it just grow from, from the beginning? No, it, it, it's really a, a double answer. Uh, it, 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 it's, its roots go way back to the 50s when um, I would buy the, the, um, the old-time sets, the great team set, mm-hmm. uh, one every week for a dollar. Yeah. And I, 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 I always wanted to if I were going to play a complete season or complete replay, I wanted to do it within a year so I could play with the new cards the next year. And of course that couldn't be done as you well know. I do well know. (laughs) And, and, and so I, I decided that rather than try and play a complete season, I would simply play with the great teams. And there's a history gene running around in my body here, which I think contributed to that mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's what started me playing um, the, the, the great teams, which are the foundation, really, of, of Game of the Day. And I did that for many years. Uh, that was my primary focus on playing APA. And then, and then when I retired, 
in in the year 2000, I thought, wow, you know, this is something I could do every day now. And that was the beginning of the game of the day right. after I retired. Right. So um, that's, and, and fortunately, um, it's hard to believe, but um, Delphi and, and, the, bo- and the, the, the boards were, or not the boards, but the, the um, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, the, 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 the facility was available anyway on Delphi sure, to be able yeah. to post the results. Mm-hmm. And that gave me a chance to, uh, to do not only that, but that led to uh, a lot of friendships that have developed on the boards over the years and a lot of the banter that goes back and forth. So it's, it's been a lot more than, than simply playing a game and putting the results. Um, there are a lot of guys that uh, just don't like the results, and they let me know. And, and the aforementioned <laughs> Mr. Shea with his un- – uh, mis- I just don't understand his misguided uh, <laughs> belief that, that, that the Braves franchise is oh, good. Yeah. Uh, so he always lets me know when those teams lose, and, and uh, I don't hear from him as much when they win. <laughs> but, um, but that's a, a brief history of what it's all about, and I've simply been able to do it on an ongoing basis now that I've been retired. Uh, and I've checked it out on the Delphi because I'm on there uh, as well, postings about uh, my replay. And, and, and I do. I, every time I get on, I make sure to go back and read at least a few of the games that you've played. And, and, and I think that it, it should be noted that, A, number one, you have owned or do still own every game that the Apple company uh, has created. You own all, all of those games and have played each and every one of those games, and pretty much they are all a part of your game of the day post on Delphi. Yeah, the, the primary focus is baseball, of course, yeah, but right. uh, when I when I do have a chance to play some of the other games, uh, I do post the results there along with the baseball. Uh, but yes, and not just the games, but uh, I've been lucky enough to, to have purchased all of the card sets. So, um, and that was that was part of the ego in starting Game of the Day way back then. Um, all the all the old sets weren't available to everybody, so mm-hmm. I was able to show off that uh, look what I have. I can play with these teams. So that's um, that's uh, my my ego showing, I guess. But it's been a great time. The friendships that have been made, even over the over the internet, have been great, and uh, we'll, we'll continue it. Yeah, and, and hopefully so. I mean, that's it's been really a lot of fun, at least for me, to go back and read. And like you said, it it it's basically focuses on baseball, but you do the all the all the other sports. I'll touch on that a little bit towards the end. But uh, just some uh, of of the highlights uh, from your your game of the day. Um, I know that at one point in the information you sent me, you said that you and John Callus uh, 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 played in the lobby of a St. Louis hotel during a Saber meeting, and uh, you had a lot of onlookers come by, and tell us a little bit about what they said as they came by passing you and John Plank. Yeah, it's not unusual when people see uh, anything related to APA for them to say, you know, I used to play that game. Are they still in business? <laughs> and so we had a little chance to, uh, to try to do a little selling also. But, uh, yeah, it was right in the lobby. Um, and, and, and I could expand on that, too, in that uh, I've had an opportunity. I travel a fair amount. 
And I've had the opportunity to play a lot of games with people, uh, both here. Bill Blair, for example, mm-hmm. uh, grew up in Baltimore and still gets back occasionally. And we, we play a game of the day every time he's in town, uh, as well as when I'm out of town um, playing against some people that I know I had, I had hoped that um, uh, I was going to get a chance to, to go to Tennessee this year and uh, and maybe get over to, to Chattanooga mm, yeah. and and play a game with Steve Ryan. Oh, but Steve obviously that, that didn't work. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, it's, it's a fun adjunct to, to traveling. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and again, the stories that, that uh, I found out about it um, <clears throat> really made it even more rich in its history. I, I, I know at one point you initiated an annual Christmas Eve Delphi Between the Lines listing, and you called it Lunch in Heaven. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that, that goes back, I guess, about five, maybe six years now. Um, I, I decided that, um, you know, we were losing we were losing some people that, that we knew and we played with over the years, and I thought they ought to be remembered once a year at least. And the solemn... Christmas Eve that um, that that I I observed what seemed to be a good time to do it. Mm. So uh, I've continued that and uh, I keep remembering people every Christmas Eve. I put it on Delphi, and um, uh, it's um, it's and I've gotten quite a few positive responses about thank you for remembering so and so, and um, it um, it's 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 a labor of love and and I very much enjoy doing it and remembering the people that we've lost. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a great uh, tribute uh, to those folks uh, who are no longer with us. And again, just an added. Uh, an added aspect of your of your game of the day. Um, you've had some some real highlights in your games today. You had four perfect games, and you think one cycle you can't really remember. Do you remember the perfect games though? Oh yeah, I remember the perfect <laughs> games uh, absolutely. Um, and I went many 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 years mm-hmm. without a perfect game. I've been playing this game since, as you said, nineteen fifty seven. And it wasn't until about five or six years ago that, uh, that I had my first perfect game. And I had one recently uh, that still hasn't been posted. And we're, we got a little backlog. Yeah, I know. <laughs> with, with Mr. COVID around here. Uh-huh. So uh, that'll, that'll be posted the next couple of weeks, I guess. Um, the, uh, the other thing, speaking of perfect games, uh, we... We have the the Baltimore Washington face to face league right, here, right. and we went. I forget the exact number, but like forty years or more without a perfect game. Mm-hmm. And then, by God, I got one. And oh my God, you know, you know how exciting that is. <laughs> and is. Wouldn't you know it? One week later, we had a second one in the league, and not one since. It's just amazing how these things come and go. That that is. But, uh, but yeah, they're they're all memorable, um, and uh, and the first one I had was was playing on the DOS game with the Negro League teams. I thought, well, that that was that was important, but it wasn't Major League Baseball. And mm-hmm. before much longer, I had three from Major League Baseball. So life is good. Yes, <laughs> the perfect game, always the uh, highlight uh, of yes. any replay. Have you ever had one? I, I actually did in my and I, and I I think it's the first I've ever had in playing whether league play 
Uh, and you, and really, up until I started this uh, 64 replay, I had done just league play. I don't recall ever having one in a league, but I did have one in my 64 replay. Of all people, Denny Lamaster of the Milwaukee Braves, of course, not Fantastic. not oddly, uh, no hit the Houston Colt 45s, they were known uh, mm-hmm. as at the time. Uh, uh, but he did. He threw a perfect game. Now, since that perfect game, which I think he did in May, he has been horrible. I think his, <laughs> I think his record's like five and ten, and his ERA is in the in the high fours. But for that one shining moment, as they say, uh, yeah, he, he he caught he, some lightning. He he was perfect, and and, and for that matter, the Colt forty fives. I've had four no hitters uh, this Houston. year, and Houston has been involved in all of them. They've been no hit three times. They have had a no hitter. Turk Farrell uh, uh, no hit. Uh, and I can't even recall the team he no hit, but uh, yeah, so it, it, it is. And it's all, you know, as the game goes on, you just kind of get that, that you know, hair on the back of your neck going like, this this might happen. And oh, and, no. and even yeah. if you're rolling dice or punching a, a, a button on the computer, it's exciting. Yes. Yeah, in fact, the last one I had a few weeks ago, um, uh, I didn't even realize until about the fifth inning. And and then of course you 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 just hang on every dice roll. Yeah, exactly. I had a no hitter recently, with two outs in the ninth inning, and a guy hit a hit a game winning home run. Wow, that's yeah, it. yeah. I mean, what, and that happens too. What more could you want out of a hobby? Yeah, I, exactly. Well, I've had two I've had two no hitters. In fact, in and I, I know we're getting off topic here, but in my replay, Whitey Ford uh, pitched a nine inning no hitter. But this game was scoreless. He got pinched hit for, and I believe the tenth. Well, it was the tenth inning, and the Yankees only final uh, ended up winning it three to two. But he threw not. He gave up a uh, the first batter of the game reached on an error, and then he retired the next twenty seven consecutive batters. I think, as I recall, Robin Roberts did that against the Cincinnati Reds. I th- and I'm talking real life now. Yeah, yeah. And I think maybe Bobby Adams let off. And got a walk, and then Roberts retired the, the next 57, uh, 27. <laughs> 27. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, and Drysdale did the same thing in my replay. He, but he threw, I believe, a 10-inning no-hit, no-run game. But the game went 13 innings, and, and in those days, you didn't get credited for a no-hitter. Uh, you still don't. They yeah, changed the rule yeah, over the years. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. You don't, you don't get credit. Yeah. If you don't win and end the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, okay. Now, now let's get back. Let's get back on right. the track. Uh, uh, how do you determine? Like you said, you don't just play baseball in your in your game of the day. Um, but how do you determine? You know what sport, what game you are going to play? Is there a process no, that goes you, in? You're right in my wheelhouse here. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I've talked to two or three guys recently that have mentioned that they they have difficulty deciding which game to play or which project to play with at any mm-hmm. given time. Right. I solved that problem many years ago by creating a macro in my spreadsheet. And when I when I access that spreadsheet, up comes the name of an APA sport as well as a ranking of which of the games in that sport comes first, hmm. and that's what I use. Um, I and and so it gets me to all the games. The the it the macro is weighted 
based on, frankly, desirability, right. where where baseball is is most and and bowling is least, but they all eventually show up. <laughs> In fact, as a, two nights ago, I, I played a, a, a game of uh, bowling on the computer. Um, yeah, I just love. You know, I, I've had I've had conversations with people over the years about whether they like playing just with, with because of APA or whether they like playing with teams that they like. Mm-hmm. And most people disagree with me. Most people say they don't particularly enjoy playing with teams that uh, they don't have any interest in. With me, I just enjoy playing the APA game, and uh, and and the cards. You know, or go along with it. But uh, if I have a chance to play a bowling game, by golly, I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, and and I think that's and the fact that you own all of these games, it's 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 really incredible. Um, uh, but but I see what you're saying there. I, I know that again. Getting back to my replay, uh, there'll be games like uh, the Senators are, are going to play uh, uh, the Kansas City A's. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. who cares? You know, I mean, you know, the Senators are in, in 10th. The A's are in 9th. They have no chance of, of making even the first division, let alone the, the pennant. But mm-hmm. I always find a reason to get interested mm-hmm. in the game. Oh, Rocky Colavito, second in the league in home runs. Uh, Don Locke's a great right fielder, and he's on a, on a hitting streak. Uh, Claude Osteen was a good pitch. I, I, and even though I would just like to kind of rush through the game, and get it over with and move on to something more interesting, I can't do it. I mean, I just I love the I process know. of the yep. game and the play and the outcomes. And and that's the way it is with me. Yeah. You know, and I'm a, I'm a numbers guy, so I enjoy generating okay. the stats and, and keeping them up to date for all the games. So uh, so that's a, a side benefit for me. Yeah, that, and that's in my wheelhouse, too. I just love the numbers of the game. You know, again, over 20 years, you know, people might not be able to process that and think, okay, well, you know, game of day, you know, they can add them up. But I've got the actual numbers that you sent me. You have played uh, since uh, as of August 5th, and that's just a few days ago, almost 6,700 baseball games, some using the Negro Leagues and most using Major League Baseball, 571 basketball games. How did you ever get through 571 <laughs> basketball games? That's, that, I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to let that hover for a minute. But go on. Boxing, 2,641 boxing matches, 275 football games, 245 golf matches, 185 hockey games, 231 horse races, 36 soccer games. I mean, it's incredible to think. Now, again, you're just playing one a day. It, it, it doesn't seem that daunting, but that is a lot of apple playing, my friend. Well, just just remember, John, that this is a lifetime of playing. Mm. This this is, what, 63 years yeah. Yeah. of playing. And, uh, it, and and as I as I told you earlier, uh, you know I don't have specific projects. This is one lifetime project, yeah. and so that's where all the number co- numbers come from. Um, and, and basketball, uh, <laughs> the vast majority. I, there's two games that I play from people who are no longer affiliated with APA, but I've I've maintained contact. One is with Cactus Basketball. And the other is uh, with boxing. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and so a lot of those games were played on the computer. Okay. But I have to say that I have always enjoyed the short version of the original board basketball game. Yeah, I've heard uh-huh. that from others too, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, and and I and I assume that's how you got through those games because if you ask anybody who's playing, and everybody I have asked says, "Oh my God, I, I didn't think I'd ever be able to make it through even one half, let alone an entire the, game." The basketball game was issued when I was in the army, um, so which would have been somewhere around 1965. Uh, since then, I have played zero games the way it was designed. Mm, right. Yeah, and everybody else will tell you the same thing. And everybody, yeah, exactly. That's that's the same comment I get from everybody. The, but, the story, the story behind it is that um, Dick Sites surveyed his customer base about whether or not they would be interested in a basketball game. Mm-hmm. Well, who's going to say no? <laughs> and so he was he was excited about the results that he got back. And then he put out a terrible game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. who's going to say no until they play the game? And then they yeah. might say, and then they Earl, might say no. Uh, Lincoln but, told Earl Lincoln told me that uh, Dick had given him the the game to take home and, and try out one night, and he came back the next day and said, "Dick, this this isn't going to work." And Dick didn't listen to him. Well, Dick didn't listen to a whole lot of people. He, just, <laughs> he pretty much uh, went on his own way, but for the most part, uh, his yeah. decisions uh, worked out pretty well for him and the company. No argument there. And, it's given me a lifetime of enjoyment, and that's you, for sure. And many, many others. Um, well, one last question before we leave the game of the way. And first of all, congratulations and continued success in, in doing this and putting it up so we all can enjoy it. Uh, I have a question from a friend who wants to know, and, and, and says he thinks that you keep a copy of every game you have played during the game of the day. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> now, his, <laughs> his follow-up question is, why do you do that? I can't answer that. There is no answer. <laughs> you know, there's simply no explanation other than um, I, I've just kept them all. And that includes all the other games that you, you, you recently enumerated here. Yeah. Um, occasionally, I'll have a statistical question or, or an anomaly or, a, or a, um, a keyboard error that forces me to go back to some of the, uh, the score sheets and, and correct it. But I, I certainly don't have to go back 63 years to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, there's there's no explanation for it. Yeah, there's no explanation for a lot of things that we do, and with this, <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, I mean, I when I when I look at the things that I do, I probably could have played three replays if I would just play the game and just end it right there. And but I, I I'm such a stat freak, and uh, uh, it's 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 out of control. But it but it adds, and you, I, I know you're going to answer this the same way I do. It wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be as enjoyable if you just played the game, wrote up a short recap, and put it out. You're right. Yeah, I, you're I, right. I, it, it's, you're right. Yeah, it, you it, know, it's 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 um, uh, I, in in game of the day in baseball. I'm I'm in the sixty first round, so all of the two hundred and fifteen teams in this totally unmanageable organization have played over 60 games now 
and and the, the statistics that come out of it and the leaders and the leaderboards and things like that. Uh, I, I can't say I do it for that purpose, but it's a very nice uh, addition to to playing the games themselves. Yeah, I, I, but I but I think I think it is. I, I think it's a measure of whatever it is you're doing. I mean, you know, uh, when I play a game, uh, I I recap. I go as far as to putting down what the pitcher did against that individual player and keep it an update for the entire year. So I know if uh, if Tony Canigliaro comes up against uh, uh, against Dave Wickersham, that during my replay, Canigliaro is six for eight and has a home run and has wow. walked away. I mean, who I have does, never who does that? never heard of anything like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Roy. I'm glad. <laughs> but you know what it brings to mind? Um, I moved to Baltimore in 1974, so I had a pretty good run of Earl Weaver here. Mm-hmm. And and he would have someone in the clubhouse collect that and, mm-hmm. and compile that kind of information on his famous index cards. Mm-hmm. And he would use that to make decisions on pinch hitting and so on. And um, and so you're not you know you're in you're in you're in the same cahoots with Earl Weaver. Yeah, well, he, and he's way ahead of his time because I mean now oh, analytics yes. runs the game of baseball. Yep. Uh, yep. And 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 we see that every single day. Well, your your Delphi post you have ten thousand nine hundred and thirty four posts and four over four hundred thousand views for your game of the day. You're doing something right, Roy. You're doing something right because people. Are, are are taking note and and definitely interested in what you're doing and how you do it. So on that, well, I want I, congratulations. Well, th- I have to tell you that um, uh, I bet only forty percent of those ten thousand posts have come from me. Um, the the rest come from the guys who enjoy uh, bantering back and forth. Um, you know, taking me to task for having lost a game for their favorite team, uh, whatever. And yeah. and that is really what has made this be so successful over the years. It isn't the games, it's the people. Yeah. And um, and that's that's been the real joy of the whole thing. And that has led, of course, to my, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, trying to find opportunities to play games. I, I often take teams to, uh, to Alpharetta. And, and play games yeah. there, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 Greg Wells still talks about the day that I stuck him with a horrible Kansas City team, <laughs> uh, and I think a deep pitcher on top of that. I have a reputation. Now, oh yeah, right? <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah. So so being able to play with guys that I don't normally see during the year or even communicate with. All for him, little CC. Uh oh, wait a second. All right. Okay. Okay. Something popped up. I don't know what that was on on the speaker. But anyway, you you were you were saying. Oh, I know what it is. Hold on. Okay. Uh, my my daughter was calling me, and it and it was disturbing our interview. So I apologize. <laughs> okay, that's all right. But but yeah, I, it, like you said, it's it's it, you put it out there, uh, you know, because people respond to you, and 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 just the people that. You meet in this community, and just the brotherhood that comes from it—it uh, it just keeps you going. It, it fuels that fire. 
It does. It does. And, um, um, you know, I got a, I got a comment back, I think, from Jim Frost out in, in Minnesota a couple nights ago saying that uh, I had played a, a basketball game with with one of his uh, University of Minnesota teams. Hmm. And he said, uh, don't feel badly that they lost. They weren't a very good team anyway. <laughs> uh, it, it's that kind of back and forth that's just so enjoyable. It, it, it is. And I, and, and I, now I've. I've just uh, passed 30,000 uh, uh, posts in my uh, uh, APA 1964 mm-hmm. replay. I think 29,995 are my posts. Nobody really cares, but I care. That's <laughs> all that matters. <laughs> About the replay, and it makes it real for me, so that, that's all that matters. Uh, uh, you know, Roy, I talked in the open about this project that we're having, the oral history of of the app game company uh john hurst and i have gone back and forth about it uh we're, we're getting it together uh gonna have maybe a half a dozen or more uh long time uh, app uh players and and some of the uh original uh members who started this company and helped build this company um and certainly you uh, would be one of the people that uh, I'd love to bring back and talk about it. You were a Hall of Famer inducted in 2001, so you certainly you certainly qualify. Um, but, you know, and, and in the memoirs you sent me, like I said, I, I read through it, and, and it really gave me a lot of enjoyment, just the way you chronicled from the beginning and on through today uh, uh, some of the highlights of, of your, your app of history. Um, but... You know, time and time again, it comes back to the brotherhood. You you just you made a, a a comment about how you were missing seventeen cards from a nineteen fifty baseball set, and and talk. Do you remember the story and and how it came about? How you well, if you remember, just tell that story because I thought it was really interesting and really talked about the way that this community supports each other. Yeah, it, it's so instructive. Um, uh, I did purchase uh, from Woody Studentman um, uh, an, an original 1950 card set that, as you say, was missing 17 cards, most of which, my friend, were from the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> and, um, um, and, you know, we, we've kept track of how many of these original 1950 card sets are around. And there's... There's probably, um, I forget the number, but maybe seven that we know of, and I'm guessing there's another three or four that will pop up someday. Uh, so we all know each other. Uh, we all, it, it sort of went back, I guess, to uh, working on the Zach Handel project and getting that up on the Internet. Mm. So I, I got to know a lot of the guys who owned these sets um, early on, and all of a sudden, out of the clear blue, uh, I started getting in the mail individual cards from these guys that would help fill out that card set. Wow. Never was able to completely do it, but uh, and I eventually sold the set to somebody else. But um, it, it's it's I, I didn't know they had them. I, I I don't relate to single cards. I everything that I have is a as a set of cards. But uh, they just started showing up in the mail and from from these wonderful friends of mine. 
and um, and that that just certainly warms your heart. And and another part of that, uh, the late Don Adams was the uh, was the editor of the original uh, Zach Handbook project, and he had a method on his computer of printing cards and yellowing them so that they would look old. And he wasn't trying to fool anybody. There yeah. was always red print printed on the back. Right. But I had told him before a meeting that I was going to ask him for something when I saw him. And wouldn't you know, when I showed up for the meeting, he handed me uh, copies of the cards that I was missing to fill out that oh. card set. Wow. So, you know, that and he, he just... He just knew it well enough that of what I wanted that he, he predicted what I was going to ask him. He just handed him to me. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of friendship that we have and, and frankly why Alpharetta is so important to us every year and, and why we so much miss it this year. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 and, and and it won't surprise you that I have opportunities that next week I think it is. Uh, I had I had scheduled uh, an outing with uh, with with Scott Lahotsky and and Skeet uh, and um, and Pete to um, to go to an Orioles game. Well, guess yeah. what? That's not going to happen. But this thing is going on outside of of specific APA just to keep the friendships going that yeah. we all love. Absolutely, and and you just mentioned those guys, Pete and Scott and 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 Skeet, and and all those guys are going to be a part. I'm going to reach out to them and make them a part of this history. You mentioned the the uh, the handbook, the Zach handbook. I'll tell you what, for anybody who's listening, if they haven't gone to that website, and it's Zach Z A C K Appa Handbook dot org. Uh, you got to get there. I mean, I, I, I find myself going to it at least once every three to four weeks and just looking and looking at it. And for those of you who don't like reading, it's mostly video. Um, so you really get a, a great feel in it. it. It really brings you back into that to that Apple world and, and really a, a great site and, and, and well, well done. Yeah, you know what's interesting about that? When we first started on that project, um, and and I got to I got to give credit really to to John Cochran and to Rod McLeod who who instigated that project. Right. Um, we had long talks about how we would make this information available to people. I the thought of putting it on the internet at the time that we started that project was completely foreign for sure so you know can we can we self-print can we do this can we do that and finally that solved itself but um but yeah it's a it's a great uh, it's a great resource for people well it, it is and, and hopefully and and certainly we're going to get on all that when we talk about uh this uh appa history project uh certainly i would want to have you back uh, Roy, to talk about your, I mean, we have, we've just scratched the surface of, of your app of history. And I'll tell you what, it, it is, it is so interesting. I'm going to try to find a way if you're okay with it to somehow get that up on either, uh, the, uh, the, uh, customer service website, the, the, the newsletter that John puts out or, uh, something that I can do on the this week in app site, because I, I think it's an enjoyable read. It's a fun read. Um, and and it really documents uh, a guy's longtime history in the game of Apple. 
Well, I'm, I'm happy to participate, but so much of what I have to say is all personal. Um, I think what, 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 you're, what you're really working on here is a history of the game company itself and mm -hmm. a lot of the inside information, which a lot of those people that, that you've mentioned uh, know about in one way or another. Right. So that's what's most important. We all have... All of us have our own personal histories, uh, and again, I'm I'm happy to participate to any any extent that you'd like. But but those other guys are the ones that have that firsthand knowledge that is so important that we not lose. Well, that is true. But I got to say, I always enjoy talking to you. I got to meet you for the first time in person at the last Apple convention. It's it's such a shame that we weren't able to do it this year. But looking forward to seeing you again in person next year in 2021. And uh, Roy, always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, and I hope you'll come back and I hope you'll stay available to the podcast and of the community. Thanks, John. I certainly appreciate it and appreciate everything that you're doing. We all very much enjoy it. Uh, well, thank you very much. I, that means a lot to me. So uh, again, thanks. Have a great uh, uh, rest of the summer and stay safe, my friend. That's all we can say at this point. Thanks, John. You got Bye -bye. it, buddy. Bye. Take care. That's Roy Langens, a inductee to the Apple Hall of Fame back in 2001 and a long, long time Apple player. He is celebrating his 20th anniversary of his Apple Game of the Day. You can catch that on the Delphi uh, forum sites. Uh, I think everybody knows how to get there. And uh, when you do, certainly look him up and check out what he's doing. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up this week's. This week in episodes, stick around. And welcome back, Apple World. It's John Aslan, your host of This Week in Apple. And how about Roy Langens? I'll tell you what. Could not find a better guy. Uh, like I said, uh, had the opportunity to meet him in person uh, at the 2019 APA convention. Uh, great dude, do anything for you. A great friend of the APA community and of course, a well-deserved Hall of Famer. Thanks to Roy for taking the time today to uh, tell us about his, uh, in, his game of the day in depth. We, we touched on it the first time we talked, but uh, really nice to hear uh, the stories and get a little more in depth with that. So I hope you all enjoyed that. Now, don't forget, keep an eye out for the oral history of APA, which we are going to put in podcast form. Uh, we are working on it right now. We've got some great names. Pete uh, Simonelli is, is going to be a guy that has agreed uh, to be a part of it, along with Skeet Carr, Scott Lahosky, uh, Woody Studeman. Uh, all have said that they will be a part of it. We'll have others. Uh, once we get confirmation that they uh, uh, will come on and talk uh, about the long, long history of the Apple Game Company. Just got uh, some information very recently that uh, BBW is going to be a part of that. We're getting somebody from the uh, uh, Miller Associates who designed the Apple BBW game. I can't wait uh, for that because 
that's my game of choice right now, but I still love the cards and dice and uh, roll that whenever I can, especially with the grandkids. They're loving it as well. I want to thank everybody for listening once again. If you want to be a part of the podcast, just check in with me uh, on the uh, Facebook site or uh, you can send me a voicemail, as always, on the Anchor podcast site. Be looking forward to that. And until next time, I'm John Aslan saying so long and thanks for listening to This Week in APA.